Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with episode number 160 of The Yacking Show. This is a show to awaken you to new perspectives for the changing world we're living in. And it seems right now everything is changing very rapidly and, and a lot of worrying things. But this is a show, as I say, to open you to new perspectives. We want to bring you something uh, positive, and we have another interesting guest today who will do exactly that. And this is a guest from a country we haven't interviewed anyone from before. But it's not my job to introduce guests because Kathleen does it so much better than I do. So before I ask her to introduce our guest and I welcome her, I'll give her a bit of a plug for the other hat she wears. Kathleen helps you if you have any IT problems. So if you need to recruit people or you've got particular problems you want experts to work on, get hold of Kathleen. Her contact details are in the description, both on the YouTube channel and in our podcast channel. Enough for me for today. So let's welcome Kathleen. How are you doing, Kathleen? Oh, I'm doing great, Peter. How are you? Good, good, thank you. Good. Spring has arrived. Oh my goodness, it's been a wonderful day here. It felt so good. So thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And as Peter said, we do have another special guest with us today. And I I I know I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly, but please forgive me. His name is Michal Stavitsky. Is that right? Is did I get it right, Michal? That was better than most Americans do. <laughs> well, uh, there we go. To the show, and what a pleasure to have you on the show today, Michal. You are um, uh, an author. You're a coach. And you are a business owner of Expand Beyond Yourself. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But first, for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and what led you to become a coach? Well, uh, I'm just an ordinary guy. I finish university, get a job in corporate world and uh, work in IT for several years and then life just got empty like day job hamster wheel and i didn't really know like what's the gist of it why do i live i i was purposeless seriously and because of that uh, when uh, the book the slight edge landed in my lap i read it and it, it made me think and i decided okay i will try to change my life. I started pursuing personal development very seriously. That was 2012. And the rest is history. Now I'm working just quarter time in the corporate world and I'm dreaming about quitting it altogether. Uh, I have small book advertising agency, uh, 19 books on Amazon and uh, I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I don't, unless I missed it, because sometimes I'm getting old, I lose my train of attention. Did Kathleen, did you tell our audience where Mikhail is from? Ah, yes. Thank you for reminding me, Peter. And, you know, it slipped my mind as well. And Mikhail is from uh, Poland, not very far from Warsaw. Is that correct, Mikhail? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so good. Um, I've got to ask you, Mikhail, what, what, brought you to focus on habits because when i read your website you talk about habits a lot now you're going to tell our audience more about habits but why did you focus on habits in particular well uh, the slight edge is based around the 
two principles from Jim Rohn. One is uh, success is a few simple disciplines repeated over time. And the other failure is a, a few small errors in judgment repeated over time. So mm -hmm. it comes down to habits. And I, well, Jeff Olson, the author of the Slight Edge, like explained it. Well, the success is guaranteed as you uh, as long as you keep going. And uh, I thought, well, before reading the book, my uh, outlook on success was, well, it's just not, not possible for me. Well, success in my mind was golden medal uh, at the Olympics or having multi-million dollar business. But a few simple disciplines repeated over time. Well, I was capable of that. That's why I was willing to give my myself a chance and uh, this is exactly what jeff uh, recommends in his book too mm -hmm. mm, well find out some goals but then break those goals into daily disciplines habits in other words so uh, like i shyly tried this approach at the beginning and then when i mm, got confirmation that it works like i went all in and i'm crazy about habits oh uh -huh. so okay and of course you're probably going to tell us more but for our audience you know good habits on the one side uh, but you can very easily let bad habits on the other side um mm -hmm. hold you back right so yeah sorry kathleen i jumped ahead of you there you no go. that's that's quite all right um i just want to go back to something you said at the very beginning about your background and when you were working in the corporate world and you felt that you didn't have a sense of purpose, that you were pretty much on a hamster wheel. And there's a lot of people in our audience right now probably feeling exactly like that. And that this book that you read sort of put you on a path to finding that purpose. Can you kind of expand on that a little bit more? Because for those, and, and I will include myself in that because I have come, and Peter as well, we both mm -hmm. worked for years in the corporate world and felt, well, I'm speaking for myself, I felt the same way, that there was something missing, that there had to be more than getting up in the morning, going to do a job, going home, getting up the next morning and repeating it all over again. So how does, how did, how did, can you give us a little bit of more context on how you figured things out for yourself? So from the high level, I'm a Christian and mm. like I intellectually got this uh, idea that, well, all of us have individual purpose, but I just couldn't see myself in that picture. But I had this, well, this what wiser than me say. So that should be true something is off there i would say it was up to two things first of all like reading the slight edge gave me the permission for uh, changing anything just looking for the purpose because before that i was just you know stuck in helplessness and like uh, you know the situation when this this self talk goes over and over and over in your head. It's not possible. Uh, you are not worth it, and so on and so on. I just couldn't 
let uh, me go out of that circle, but mm-hmm. like reading the site edge gave me this, this permission. Okay, try, try something new. So that was the f- step number zero. And then when I gave myself permission and I immersed myself in personal development, well, uh, an idea of your, your own strengths, of uh, your own mission and purpose is quite common uh, in this space. Um, I reread the seven habits of highly effective people, mm-hmm. and there is a section about personal mission statement. Yeah, so try to uh, write your own constitution. Right. Uh, so it took me like over a month, and it wasn't like one moment of uh, enlightenment and clarity, and I knew. Uh, but it was a process and asking myself questions and going through some uh, mental exercises. Like the most powerful one was definitely imagining my own funeral and what would people say at it? What I would like for them to say about me. Yeah, And that was very powerful experience. Uh, So... I explored. It was like in those less than two months, I spent more on reflecting upon myself, my strengths, uh, my skills than I did like 15 years prior mm-hmm. to that. And I, I would say that just the, that was the, the game changer. Yeah. And most of people who are stuck, they don't really look for mm-hmm. like, I didn't believe I can change. I didn't believe I can get something more and, and better from my life. I, I needed some uh, external input, impulse to, to start. And that's probably attributed to the self-talk that people have, that I can't mm-hmm. do this. Um, you know, I only know this. I don't know that. And these are probably what you would say is another habit, right? Which brings me to my next question, possibly. How do you guide people through changing their habits, which is changing their mindset too? Would you agree? Uh, yes and no. Like the, now the research on habits is much more broader than it was like two decades ago. Mm-hmm. And we know what it is. So it is basically some neural loop in, in our brain. Like it may be dragged down to the downward physical level, yeah? Oh, those circuits in your brain, this is this habit because you programmed yourself or the world programmed you, whatever. We are conscious uh, beings, so we can actually program ourselves. That's one thing. And then if we recognize the past program, we can mm, step in between the, the trigger and the routine of the habit and try to change it. It's not easy, uh, especially if you uh, either don't admit or uh, you just don't realize. Like habits are on uh, on the subconscious level. It's it's really hard to put your finger on without external help. Uh, Right. But that so we can program ourselves and reprogram ourselves, and it's amazing how little things make a big difference. 
like you don't need to start reading uh, for an hour a day you can just start from one page and mm -hmm. make this a habit so much so easier i want to pick up on something there um from what you're it's saying Sorry. Sneaks, uh... Oops, we got a. We have a little bit of a hiccup there. For we have an internet here. connection problem. Oh, uh, here we go. I think you're back. <laughs> you're back. So, just picking up on that one, I found in my personal life that if I can start a new or a better physical habit, I, there's a spin-off for a more academic or cerebral habit. And I'll give you a really good example that I wanted to walk the uh, Camino de Santiago. And I was reasonably fit, but I knew I had to put a lot of mileage in. So I made it a habit to get up at, I think it was 5.30 every morning and walk every morning. Didn't matter if it was raining, snowing, whatever. I walked and I, I walked and I got fit. And that discipline spun off because I started work in my office a little bit earlier. I didn't waste as much time on waste of time stuff. <laughs> and I was better about writing a list of what I needed to do that day. And I really attribute that to the discipline of doing a physical thing that was not hard, not easy. Um, am I on the right track there? What's your thoughts on that? Well, in the power of habit, Charles Dohick uh, described the research uh, because some scientists try to discover, okay, what's that, uh, the factor that changed people's life? Like mm -hmm. they track people who changed their life. Of mm -hmm. course, they had in mind uh, this, this uh, picture that, okay, some traumatic event or, you know, huge things are changing your life. Like mm -hmm. you are getting a new job or uh, you are losing someone. But they found that most of the time it was small habit. Yep. which which started the, the avalanche and they tracked down Charles uh, told about two uh, of those habits they called them keystone habits that if you develop this one then yes. you are so more likely to develop more good habits so the, right. one of it is physical activity yep any kind of it like walking exactly and the other is healthy eating like if you start from one or the other, you can change your life totally. No, I agree 100%. Yeah, thank you. Thank you on that one. So for those of our audience who haven't read the book that you're talking about, The Slight Edge, you've got a very good chart on your website from The Slight Edge. So would you like to tell our audience a little bit more about that chart? Um, do you mean the whole picture or the, the ones where I track my journey on, on the uh, I was talking particularly the, the blue arrow and the red arrow on the page where you're talking mm -hmm. about the slight edge and sort of, um, I don't want to steal your thunder. You, yeah, talk about the, anything in that area. Yeah. yeah. So it's around those two uh, principles of Jim Rohn. So success is a few mm -hmm. simple disciplines and they compound. Uh, that's why if you do those things daily and now I can t confidently tell you that it's true. I did small things uh, consistently and they expanded uh, like disproportionately. Like I'm doing something for five minutes, 10 minutes or half an hour, like writing and it changed my life. Like right now as a coach and business owner on my own, I earn more than 
uh, double my uh, day job salary in the mm-hmm. IT. Well done. Come on. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Because I did those small things. So th- that's one examples? thing. They compound. Examples. Like I'm like almost 10 years into, into this journey and I'm tracking my writing. I wrote over almost 3 million uh, words. Published uh, 19 books. I have like, I think, thousands of articles over the internet because I've been writing every single day for weeks, months, and days. So it's compounded into this massive mm-hmm. amount of, of writing. That's one thing. But then it's everything what comes with that. Like, I can reach out to podcast hosts like you and you are interested because okay this guy wrote a lot of books so uh, it's something interesting uh, yeah. or like i was found by bellevue university they found my book they asked me to uh, do a webinar for them about creating personal mission statement and many other things happen it because uh, well my books are out there, my articles are out there, and I've just dedicated like half an hour, an hour a day consistently mm-hmm. over the time, and it compounded. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Yes, and and going back to the uh, chart, yep. there is also red arrow, which is down, down uh, right arrow, arrow, sorry, and uh, well, it's those compounded small errors. If you eat a donut every day, mm-hmm. well, it will compound in your body and you will gain some pounds and your health will not be as great and you be uh, less likely to move around and uh, maybe get into this sedentary lifestyle and then lose just that uh, zeal for life and it compounds small sure. things like one donut a day compounds into a real disaster. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I Back can... to you, Kathleen. So what do you say? Why do you say that humans are wired for consistency? I was I convinced about this uh because of my experience. But then I read the book, The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle, if I don't butcher his name. Uh, and he also uh, instanced some research uh, about human brain. And we know that, okay, whatever we re- repeat, we create the neural paths in our brains. Uh, so practice, create those uh, those neural pathways and we are better at what we are doing what we discover it like what's unique for human beings is that uh, if you create this pathway and it's active enough strong enough then we have a special substance called myelin which uh, encompasses this neural path and because of that, neural impulses are going faster through this path and they are stronger. So mm-hmm. we are even better. We excellent. The, the, the saying uh, practice makes master is true. That's like describing the biology of a human brain. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That well, that makes sense, of course. Yeah, I'm makes a lot of sense. Right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, tied in with consistency is comfort. People will go mm-hmm. along a path that is comfortable for them, right? Even That's though, true. if even when part of them, part of their being is aware that it might not be the best path for them because it's comfortable, familiar, they'll continue it. You, you were talking about your books. I thought I read on your website fourteen, and I you've but you've actually written nineteen. And and for me, the the really in, I've written one book. Um, so I take my hat off to you. Congratulations. But what's interesting to me is the first book you published. I think most of them were published in English, which is not your first language, right? Right. So that that must have been a huge, a huge uh, undertaking to do that. Well, uh, certainly it would have been easier to write in Polish, mm-hmm. uh, but I, uh, well, like we still don't have anything similar to self-publishing uh, revolution in in Poland. So really, yeah. So I was like, okay, but I know English. And I know that there is market for personal development in the US. So I decided to start in English. And to say the truth, still I haven't wrote a book in Polish. Is that right? Is that yeah. right? Wow. So I've got to ask you, follow on from that. I my understanding is that that most people in Poland will speak English, certainly the younger people. So is is English taught in all your schools? Yes, it's in a from the grammar schools and mm-hmm. uh, I have three kids all of them speaks English like at least at the communicative level uh, however it wasn't uh, the credit of, of the school more of you know the online world they have friends sure. all over the world or online games and so on um, and but I would also say that's like an interesting tidbit it helped my career to write in English because I had to be more diligent Uh, like my books go over four or five phases of proofreading and editing before I publish something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so the quality is better than just winging it yes of course so I started off and then I I got sidetracked um, about the English but but tell our audience a little bit more about your books you've got you've got a lot of them so they're obviously mainly on self-development and um, helping people discover what they need to be and expand beyond yourself, obviously. So tell our audience a little more about some of your books. Okay, so I'm writing uh, from my personal experience. Uh, So um, when I write about personal development, I have a few positions which are not strict personal development, like perseverance stories, which I wrote with with co-author, so those are just stories we found in the history of humankind. Uh, very inspiring, very short. But the personal development books I wrote from my own experience, like my first book was uh, a personal mission statement, the roadmap to happiness. And I just uh, documented what I've done to create my own personal mission statement mm-hmm. because well, in the seven habits of highly effective people, there is some there are some guidelines, but they are far from being precise. And mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't feel confident enough to start with that information. So right. I, I created like a textbook. I have another mm-hmm. textbook on speed reading. Um, 
Uh, funny you you mentioned uh, self-talk, Catherine, because I have a book which is titled Power Up Your Self-Talk. Habits of your self-talk, how to recognize them, how to break them, how to change them. Uh, I have a book about persistence, the art of persistence, because <laughs> my friends nicknamed me uh, Mr. Consistency. Mm-hmm. And I was repeatedly uh, asked by my friends, okay, how, how do you do that, that you are so consistent? So that's how I wrote that book. And the other is um, trickle-down mindset, which is about personal philosophy, another um, idea of Jim Rohn, which is very close to my heart. Uh, and speaking of changing yourself, well, if you don't change your mindset, it's really hard to change mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it is as simple as you know feeding your mind uh, with new information and being aware what you are saying to yourself. Because if you just uh, uh, then Kathleen wanted to ask you something else. Yes, I, I just wanted to because you mentioned it in one of your books about how to identify a habit and how to break it. And just for our audience sake, and give us a little bit of a teaser, perhaps, how, how would somebody, what would be one of the first steps somebody would take in order to break a habit? Um, habit is uh, like this loop, this construction uh, in our brain, and it starts with a trigger. Then mm-hmm. there is a routine, and at the end, there is something, sense is called reward i think it's not very kosher they they called it reward because they experimented on rats and they were given you know a piece of chocolate kathleen did you want anything else with you no um you just froze up there michael about um breaking a habit um, breaking habits we're so, running low on time so just just give us a a tidbit. Uh, a tidbit about how to maybe go about breaking a habit. It's mm-hmm. you, you mentioned about the neurons in the brain and and how to it's about a trigger and identifying that trigger. So uh, like there are two main ways to to break your bad habit. Uh, one is to reprogram what you are doing. So you uh, going uh, the same road to to your job and there is a pantry shop so you buy a donut okay you realize that so then instead of going into the the pantry shop you do something else that's the different routine and mm. you're like reprogramming this route in your brain but much easier and faster and, and that's like a hack it's just realizing what the trigger is so in that case is this route next to that pantry shop if you change your route the trigger will disappear, so the habit will not appear. And tadam, this is how I cured myself from uh, playing computer games uh. Uh, in two weeks. I just found what's what's my trigger, avoided it, deleted the uh, game from my computer. So then, if I wanted to play, I even felt the impulse. Well, it was so much harder to start it because the trigger. Uh, didn't automatically started the, the routine. Mm-hmm. Okay, good one, good one. I like the one about the donut shop. Yeah, don't drive past the pastry shop. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, 
Well, here's one I ask all successful people, and, and from what you told us, you're certainly in that category of being highly successful. So in your experience, is there a single habit or a characteristic or a mindset that separates the people who are successful? And I don't just mean making a lot of money. I mean having a balanced life and really having a purpose in life to those that, that struggle all their lives. Is there one thing, a key? Yeah, I think uh, it's what we talked a bit about it's just it's this growth mindset versus a fixed mindset mm -hmm. uh, and i think your guest a few episodes ago james told exactly the same oh, if yes. you block yourself from uh, achieving success well of course you cannot reach it so fixed mindset is just this like inability which is in you and you cannot do anything can you can't do nothing, really, nothing no. in the end, because you will talk yourself out of every uh, possible way to, to succeed. But if you have the growth mindset, then whatever happens, you feel like, okay, I will learn from that. Uh, it happens for a reason. And that enables you to, to keep doing. And if you keep doing, you will eventually succeed. That's what the slight edge is about. Yeah, very good answer. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's great. Exactly. Well, it looks like we are out of time, but we first need to find out how do people contact you? Uh, it's very uh, <laughs> easy for me because whoever types my name in Google will find me. Being a Polish in the English world is easy. So right. find me on uh, Quora, Amazon, medium uh, twitter my name and this, this platform and tadam i am and my blog is uh, expandbeyondyourself.com and i've got to ask can people get your books directly from your website your blog uh, nope they are available uh, on the various uh, online Online, on so Amazon and all those. Okay. Of course, so Amazon and Barnes and Noble and so on. So, okay. Books uh, page, but it actually go there. Then you need to pick a store uh, when you do your uh, shopping. That's that's great. We will put all that in the description. So thank you very much. It's been really interesting talking to you. Yes, it has been. Thank you so much for being on our show and thank you all for tuning in. And once again, we love reading those comments. So. Please keep those coming. And uh, if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.